members of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, my daughter, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour podcast, downloads once a week with George Camel. Make sure you check that out. It's a lot of fun. She's my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Charlotte is in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, Charlotte, how are you? Hello, how are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, my question is, how do you start the emergency fund when you're behind on multiple bills each month? You don't. Sounds like you got a mess, kiddo. What's going on? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I'm 36, single, two kids. Um, I've been working two jobs for almost five years now, mm-hmm. um, and I just cannot get caught up to stay current on all my bills, let alone start emergency fund. Mm, I hear you. So what do you make? Um, I, what I bring home each month between both jobs is 3200 mm. Um, my, my debt, if I make the minimum payments each month is, um, 1900 mm-hmm. Um, so that leaves me about how much, $1,200. How, how much is your rent? Um, so I have a mortgage and it's five sixty a month. Okay. That's good news. And, um, are you getting child support? Um, yes, but not consistent enough to rely on. Why? Um, uh, he just chooses to pay it when it's convenient to him. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, courts in Kentucky will help him with his discipline. You know that. Right, and they've actually sent something to garnish wages here recently. So. Good, good, okay. Um, that doesn't fix the problem, but it just fixes my aggravation at him, and and I'm just joining you in that. Um, how old are your babies? Um, 15 and 11, or 12, 15 and 12. Lord, so they ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially during the summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what kind of debts have you got? Um. Car payment. How much do you um, owe on the car? 16000 Okay. And, um, and and what else? Um, student loans that are about 16000 when you add them all up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I've lived life and went on a cruise in April, and so I'm paying on that. How much do you owe on the cruise? Uh, 1600 Okay. All right. What else? Um, I've got two, like a firm loans, one's for a mattress and one's for tires. Mm-hmm. And how much and are those? Then, how much are those? Um, um, oh, um, my, tire, see, my tires are about 700 and then the mattress I owe like 200 on. Okay. All right. And then I've got uh, my braces that, that I owe about... 3200 on, mm-hmm. and then medical bills that I probably owe about, um, probably about $6,000 if I add them all up. How long have you been single, you said? Um, it's about 10 years. Okay. All right. What do you do for your jobs, Charlotte? 
Um, I am a quality manager, and I've actually had conduit, and I've been there 18 years, and then I'm a server at Cracker Barrel, and I've been there almost five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Um, let me give you a couple of observations. I've been doing this a long time, so I've sat with people in your situation a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been um, living on nothing, right on the edge, scared for a long time. And that has caused you to give yourself permission to do some stupid things that have made it worse. Okay. Yes. Like a $16,000 car you can't afford because the other old car was breaking down all the time and you couldn't handle that extra fear added with all the fear you already had. So you said, I'm going to get at least one thing in my life that is reliable because this guy paying child support certainly isn't. That's 100% true just in October okay. that happened yeah and um and then you got I, well I'm not gonna get out anyway I might as well live my life so I'm going on the cruise oh and then the dadgum tires go out so we gotta have tires because you can't roll this $16,000 car without a tire <sighs> right and exactly. so what happens is we end up going from crisis to crisis because we're trapped and mm-hmm. um so we got to get out of this, but it's going to be radical. Are you ready? Um, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go this with you. It's not working. Yeah. Mm. Hold my hand. We're going to jump off that the cliff. That wasn't an evil laugh from him. No, that was that an was excited a, laugh. That was <laughs> a, hold, like, hold, my, hold, my, hold my hand. We're going to jump off the cliff together. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, it, the, the water's cold and it's deep, so we're okay. Get ready to jump. Here we go. It's going to be different. Here we go. Run back. Here we go. That's what I'm laughing about. Okay. I will go with you. We're going to okay. help you. And I'm going to put some people around you. I'm going to give you a financial coach free of charge. I'm going to pay for it because I can't stand oh how God. trapped you are. It's driving me crazy. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to pile a bunch of books on you that I need you to read all of them and turn your stupid television off. Okay. Okay. One of them is on career from paycheck to purpose. I'm going to give you two of them from Ken Coleman. And I want you to go to Ken. He's our, he's our career expert. Because you don't make mm-hmm. nothing. And I want you to go get a job making twice what you're making now. You're worth a whole lot more than you're getting paid. Okay. Well, I tried to tell my boss that. Well, <laughs> he ain't listening. You've been there a long time. And so it's time to start looking and it's time to retool, reset your mind, uh, comb your hair out and get ready to go on an interview, girl. Here we go. All right. Okay. Because you need to go make some more money. You've been starving a long time. And, um, uh, so I'm going to send you a bunch of career books and Ken Coleman is our career guy. I'm going to send you one on proximity principle ones from paycheck to purpose, read them both. Okay. Uh, we're going to put you into financial peace university, which is our nine week class and take your 15 year old with you. It's nine lessons. You can either do it online or you can do it local church. Either one. We're going to pay for all this. You don't call it. It doesn't cost you a dime. I just want you to go do it all because my heart's hurting for you. Okay. Okay. I, I get where you are. I've, I've, I know exactly where you are and how, how tired you are. And uh, you got a new friend that's going to help you, and Rachel and me. Okay. And Thank you. we're probably going to sell your car because you can't afford this car. This car payment okay. is the car payment's what's drowning you. You got mm-hmm. a great mortgage. Your mortgage is awesome. Your car payment's mm-hmm. horrible. It's probably killing you. And then you ain't doing any more stupid stuff like cruises. 
and you're not eating out, you're not going to reward you, you're going to clean up this dadgum mess and you're going to work your butt off like never before. And it's going to be for a short period of time. And this time we're actually going to get some traction and move the needle instead of spinning our wheels all the time because you've been spinning your wheels for a decade. So Got this, Charlotte. You hang on. We're going to get you with a coach. We're going to get you the books. We're going to get you into FPU. And you're going to call us back if you need some help. Hang on. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services for over 40 years. Neighborly has an exclusive network of trained local service providers backed by the Neighborly Done Right promise. So if it's not done right, Neighborly will make it right. It's a great company. Visit Neighborly.com today to learn more. All right, today's question comes from Jeremy in Colorado. I'm a big fan of your show and love the videos. I'm married and we have a one-year-old daughter. I've been renting, but I'm contemplating purchasing a house. My gross base salary is $243,000. Take-home pay after 401k and insurance is $11,000 a month. We are paying $2,200 in rent. So my question is, how do we know when we're ready to buy a house and how much money do I need to buy? I'm I'm trying to think through the down payment and the mortgage payment, but I know there are other expenses during the buying process and monthly that I'm not thinking through and I want to be prepared. Um, Great question, Jeremy. So when it comes to owning a home and buying a home, we always tell people to be completely debt-free and to have three to six months of expenses saved in the bank. And then you're going to move on to what's called Baby Step 3B, So what you're going to do, Jeremy, is figure out, okay, we're going to try to get at least a 5% down payment, ideally more than that. 20% would be incredible because you could avoid PMI and other types of insurance and these fees that you were asking about later. Uh, But we would recommend at least, you know, 5, 10% down and your monthly mortgage payment being no more than 25% of your take-home pay. So it'll be kind of around what you're paying for your rent right now, honestly, is what it'll end up being. Uh, well, no, because the your take he says take home pay is eleven thousand after four hundred one k and insurance. Twenty five percent of your take home pay, not counting four hundred one k and insurance, it's just after tax take. Oh, after pay. tax, that's true. Yes, yeah, yes, and you're yes, making yes. two hundred forty three thousand. That's twenty thousand bucks a month. So your take home pay is not eleven thousand. You know your take home pay. You're, you're counting four hundred one k and insurance out of that. Out, after taxes is nowhere near eleven thousand. It's probably more like fifteen. And so a fourth of your take-home pay, not counting insurance and taxes with a properly withheld tax amount. All we want to take out is taxes, okay? And then 25% of that number. So you make a lot of money. You're going to be fine. Uh, You you need to decide if you want to stop your 401k temporarily to be able to save even more and build that down payment. payment up. 
But uh, that's baby step 3B. It's okay to stop that for but a that, little bit. But that 25% take-home pay formula, though, does include like HOA fees, insurance, all of that. Yeah, it's your within pr- that. principal interest, taxes, insurance, and HOA. Okay. Um, and because that's the cost of owning the house. Uh, it, not your electric bill, not your water bill, that kind of stuff. And so, uh, but it's just, what we're trying to do is not have you be house poor where your house payment is a huge percentage of your take-home pay. But in your case, you probably can go to a three to a $4,000 house payment without any trouble. Uh, you're going to be right in, you're still going to be right in there and, um, probably four, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe between 3,500 and four, but somewhere right in there. And that's on a 15 year fixed rate with as big a down payment as you can scrape up before you make the purchase. Now, we've got a great blog on real estate. How much money do I need to buy a house? And it's in great detail, some of the stuff we just covered uh, at RamseySolutions.com. We will put the link in the show notes uh, for those of you on podcast and in the description for those of you on YouTube. And so you'll be able to uh, pull that link up on and, and reiterate, well, you know, are, am I ready to buy a house? Because everyone's running around right now like a chicken with their head cut off. If you don't know what that is, you'll learn it from your country grandmother. But if everybody's running around like crazy right now thinking, oh, I got to buy a house, 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 got to buy a house. If I don't buy a house, if I don't buy a house. Oh, God. You know, it's always been that way. I've been doing the show for 30 years. And there's always been people with house fever. And they lose their minds, and they go with a big old debt. They got big old car payment. They got student loans coming out their ears, and then they go buy a house, and they're broke. And they can't figure out why the purchase of a home was not a blessing. It's because you bought a house when you're broke. That's why. You know, you shouldn't do that. So we are, you know, Ramsey, you're just too conservative. No, we're just using some freaking common sense, a little bit of restraint, in a culture where no one ever tells anyone no for anything. No, you shouldn't buy a house. You're broke. Get yourself where you ain't broke, and then you buy a house, and then it won't be harmful to you. It'll be a blessing. It doesn't affect me. I don't care if you do it or not. But if you're asking me how I can be a blessing to you, how I can make your life better, we're here to tell you that, and that's what we've done. How much money do I need to buy a house? It's a great blog at RamseySolutions.com in the show notes or in the description on YouTube. Don't miss that. And, Jeremy, you ought to go read that too. That'll get him there. Amen. (laughs) Tyler's in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, my, so I have an electric, I'm an electrical contractor and my truck just busted on a job and the truck's been giving me problems for a very long time. It seems like every two years I'm dumping five grand into it to do head gaskets or trannies or whatever. And I just did it again. And I'm just wondering if I should just fix it or bite the bullet and go get a new truck. Uh, depends on what kind of bullet you're biting. Have you getting money? Yeah, I got enough to pay for it, but it, it tightens it up. Pay for how, how, how expensive a truck are you going to buy? Uh, I'm looking at seventy grand. Okay, because you just spent five. Well, no, this truck keeps giving me problems. I know, and I I don't I have no other means for. I understand work truck. I understand. I'm, but I'm just suggesting, sir, that you're overreacting. Maybe you need a new truck, but I don't think you need a seventy thousand dollar new truck. How much do you make, Tyler, a year? Uh, 
after taxes about um it varies but my last year was like 110 yeah what do you wire houses or commercial buildings what everything but in this area it's just mostly houses yeah so not a single person's ever hired you to hire wire a house based on the truck you drove no, no yeah they yeah, all they cared point, was you showed point, up and plugged stuff in where it worked now the showing up part i'm with you on brother okay i, I think your truck's laid down i think it's time to get rid of it but you don't need a seventy thousand dollar truck that's construction site bullcrap let me tell you who the broke people are on the construction site the people with no trucks you want to know who the right, rich people yeah. are on the construction site the people with old trucks so it's still worth it to get a used truck, just yes. drive it till it beats, starts falling apart, and get rid of it and get another exactly. used truck? Exactly. Because you know what that $70,000 truck's going to be? Backed into with the guy's skid steer the first week you own it. Yeah. yeah. You've seen it happen. Okay. I have, too. I grew up in construction, man. I didn't make this stuff okay. up. It's I've been there. I've been standing on the site when this happened. So, no, get you a, you know, the truck you got is probably worth five grand. It's probably a piece of crap, right? I could sell it for twenty still. Really decent truck. Yeah, it's it's still it. It's like a collector's type truck. It wasn't supposed to be a work truck, but it turned into. Oh, okay. But a twenty thousand dollar work truck is an excellent truck compared to what you have right now, as far as reliability. Wouldn't you agree with me? Yeah, it's just used cars scare me since this has been. Honey, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it's used. Yeah, yeah. When you've been driving your new truck for a year, it's called used. Okay. And so you, you know, maybe, maybe 20, not, you know, let's, let's go a little 30. higher. I'm, I'm good with 30. Yeah. Pay cash. You're going to pay cash and buy a $30,000 truck yeah. and sell your truck for 20. Dad gum, man. Your life's awesome. All we're out's a net 10. Would you, would you think I should sell my truck or just keep it as a backup? So no, sell car, it. It's a piece of crap. Okay. <laughs> You told me all, right. all the gar- how it's bad special. it is. Well, you said it's like a collector. It's not like a fairly like a family heirloom what, what or is something. It? What is it? Oh, it's a Harley Davidson F three fifty. Okay, no, sell it, sell it. Okay, yeah. I was just worried of another car becoming a hassle down the road. And no, go get, get a good Ford. Hundred percent of cars are a hassle. Okay. All of them break. It's just a matter of, can we get something But rel- this idea that a used car 100% of the time is going to be awful. It's not. There's great, reliable used cars. Yeah. Trucks, too. Yeah. Don't buy a worn-out used work truck. Buy a good one for 30 k that's been gently used, and a little old lady drove it to church on Sunday. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, You can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. 
Thank you for joining us, America. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. David is in Washington, D.C. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello there. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. I'm a first-time listener and caller, so um, appreciate it. Sure. What's up? So um, I am going through, um, it looks like a divorce. Um, we're mm-hmm. separated at the moment. Um, I'm sorry. And uh, thank you. Um, so it's, it's kind of um, tumbled up a bit, but the major thing is, is uh, the house, you know, she kind of left me for someone. So she's living over there, but um, and she said at first that, you know, I didn't want the house, but now she wants, you know, the equity of the house. So um, with the way things are in the state of Maryland, because that's how the DC there, but um, if they are, she can take the half in the divorce and they do not allow you to just, um, take the name off the house or anything like that. So what I have to do is I have to do two options and I, and I have a third, but I, and I know you might say, I know just from the way I've been listening to you for the last two hours here that, uh, feel like you'll say the third, but hear me out first. Uh, the first option is to, um, go ahead and let her take money out of my 401k and, uh, for the difference that she would get in the house. And, uh, and then what would have to happen is, um, she could take her name off the deed but not off the loan. And she'd have to give me like a certain amount of time, say five to seven years to refinance that loan. Uh, and the reason I say that is because what's left is it would jump my uh, 3% loan up to about 8%. And um, it would jump me from like a $2,000 payment to like closer to four, 4,200 or something like this. Yeah. Um, in which I didn't want to jump to that. So then the second option is um, that she waits and is willing to wait to an agreement of five or seven years. And then she gets whatever equity I've put into the house and improvements. And she would then get half at that time. And um, if, if she rejects that in the third and final, I rejected one, again, that. I That's a dumb idea. Okay. In the third and final one, which I don't want you to jump to this one. <laughs> is to let sell the house. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> David was like, no, Dave, I told you not to jump to the conclusion. Hey, David, do you have children? Do you have children? Do you have children? We have two children at um, 27 and 25. One's just graduating law school. Okay, so they don't have anything to do with this house. Okay. Why are you, why are you jonesing to keep the house? Um, well, I, I've used it for ministries, so you know, like land missions to come and, uh, I, I, post um, several groupings, um, in the house. And that's one of the things my wife never liked. Um, so one of the things she left for, but, um, but the big thing, um, is that, uh, I, I, uh, the kids grew up in it and, and I looked in the local area and for the same price I'm paying for this house, I would basically get in a two bedroom apartment kind of where I started out at 20. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and though I would be out of debt, I'm told that everything would be paid off, obviously. Any credit cards or anything would be gone with that. It just, it doesn't sit well with me on that. And I don't know if that's a pride issue or if it's just a... Why? What you're describing is not logical, okay? Um, if you got okay. half the equity of the house and you kept your... Uh, and I'll be, I, I would say half the 401k is hers anyway, isn't it? Well, we're, she's, this is after she takes her half. You're correct. 
I mean, right now we have yeah. about four hundred and okay. So she, she's going to you're basically going to split all the assets down the middle. Is what it amounts to. Okay. Yeah, I mean, though she uh, had a long term affair. Yes, it's uh, Maryland. I, I, I understand your heart's broken, and she's wrong. I'm not arguing that. Uh, I'm just talking. The problem with a divorce is it turns a marriage into a business transaction. Right. And in the business transaction, the um, law and the judge doesn't care about your feelings. I hear them, and I, I, I'm with you on your feelings. I got no issue with that. It's not right. Um, it feels like she should get nothing to me, but I didn't write these laws, and I don't get to do them. So my guess yeah. is she's going to – does she have a 401K? Uh, yeah, our assets are around uh, two and two point two million. Yeah, total. Yes, all of you. I put the bulk, bulk of it. Yeah, my, and then the, the, is there debt on the house? Uh, yeah, there's debt, some debt left. About okay, two hundred and fifty houses worth of six fifty. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're and, you're exaggerating when you say you end up in a two bedroom condo. You're going to walk out of well, this with over a million dollars. But blood, that's retirement. I know, I know. And you make what a year? Two hundred thousand. Yeah, you make plenty of money. You're not in a two bedroom condo, David. Okay. Well, just, my, you're, you're, listen, that's just your anger and your hurt talking. What's well, my budget? But yeah. <laughs> no, it's not your budget. I'm doing your budget right now in my head, and I'm better at it than you are, apparently. Um, well, in Washington, D.C. No, in Washington, D.C. I mean, he's talking about Maryland is what he's talking about. But the uh, so it's Baltimore, almost. And so it's still not that. I mean, you're, you're selling one house. You're getting half the equity out of that. You make $200,000 a year. Whatever the other assets are are going to be split. Um, and, you know, you're going to have some money to buy something else. Uh I, 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 so you're what, 52 years old, 53 years old, 57, 57. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is a 20, it's a 30 year marriage. Yes. We've been together for 37 years. Mm, I'm so sorry, David. So this is what, (laughs) dude, you've just got (laughs) so much grief going Mm. on that it's really hard to process this. I think you're going to be glad that the break is clean if you don't have any interface, have to have any interface with her except weddings and funerals in the future. In other words, if, yeah, you, I mean, the, if, this, house, if this house means you have to keep working with her, I don't think that's going to be good for you spiritually and emotionally. You, you, you need a clean break and be going away. And I, I wouldn't keep the house. I really would. You can keep it if you want to, and you can do option number one is what you laid out. Um, but you're trying to be, you, you, you know, it, it, I'm just listening to your story and it feels like you're grasping at straws, trying to hold on to the past. Your kids, yeah. do, your kids didn't leave anything in that house. They have a future life. They've got degrees. Their mom and dad got divorced. It kind of feels heart. like almost the last page, David, of that time of life. And you were forced to turn the page yeah. because of your wife's decisions and so it it it, yeah. it it is that last bit of this was my old life i would i would think that's how i would probably process it like it's just this grieving. is it is it's and so grieving. there's all of that and with this type of divorce i mean grief is the word i mean it's it's a death of what was that relationship that was so um there's a lot a lot there david but yeah from just the financial aspect 
which is what yeah. we do best on the show is I, I, well it's emotional and spiritual i i but just from the for, for the facts is a b and c option one two or three yeah the third is going to be best for you david you, you and i around. you and i are close to the same age and i've had lots of friends go through this similar stuff and the ones that uh have constant ties back to a spouse that every time they have to deal with them it picks the wound open again mm-hmm and if you can just leave them alone and let them go over there and do their thing, the wound can heal. But when you have to go back and you have to negotiate, and then she goes and gets married and gets mad and decides she's going to sue, bring you back into court and try to force your refinance, um, or you're right up to the line on the refinance and you're 30 days over, so she wants to drag you into court. There's always, there's always this crap going on, ad infinitum. It just goes on forever. And, and there's just a... A, a financial and a relational and an emotional mental health benefit to, to a clean break. And you don't get one in this deal without selling the house. So you can do option one if you want. Option two sucks. Don't do that for sure. But you can do option one if you want. But if I woke up in your shoes, sir, I'd get rid of the house. It's just a freaking house. There's a house on every corner in D.C. up in there. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Colossians 3:12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Rick Warren said, humility isn't denying your strengths. It's being honest about your weaknesses. Susie's with us in Minneapolis. Hi, Susie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hi, what's up? Okay, this is... Without going too much in my past, I married when I was 30 years old and um, didn't really know <laughs> to look that finances were such a huge deal. I was always brought up with while watching my dad and my brothers and everybody provide very beautifully. And I married a man that I should have looked into his past, but found out, you know, like he was in our marriage, he had, he had gambling problem. And I went through 15 years of trying to fix all the stuff he was doing deceitful under my back. And in the meantime, lost the house and, and mm. bankruptcy and foreclosure and everything Painful. stripped from underneath me. Painful. And so I've been divorced 10 years and I, um, you know, in the meantime, I was a stay home mom and I had, when I found all this stuff out, I started, I, I started a cleaning business and I, got myself out of this whole mess and I bought a townhouse and I sold that recently. Um, it was pretty much paid for and put it into a house and remodeled that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good, all good paid for, for you. I, my car is paid for. I have zero, zero debt. I'm 55 now. In, in 10 years, I've, I haven't really dated, um, never found a real godly man or somebody is uninterested. And I here I find a man. But I don't get my heart, don't want to get my heart involved, but it kind of is. I've went on about seven dates with them, but in the meantime, I'm kind of hearing some things that I'm not loving with finances, like the car payment, he's living in a little townhouse, and I have to be honest and say, you know, tell my past and say, you know, I'm at an age that retirement's going to be coming soon, and I just can't get myself into a situation like I had been in again. Mm-hmm. So is he smart? I mean, he's fifty-five too. He's got he just he's just bought a 
townhouse worth two fifty. Um, he's got a thirty year mortgage on it, which would mean he's not. I, I, I don't think any of 30. that matters. It doesn't. No, you you already know that that you don't agree with what he's doing. You don't. The details don't matter. What he's doing is scaring you. Yeah. That's what I think I yeah. heard. Did I hear that? Oh, you, yeah. It's like, yeah. I, totally. we don't I think he's got a gambling problem, but we think he's just kind of normal. Right? Have you, have you mentioned it to him, Susie? Like that? You're like, well, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And the thing is, is I don't want to look like I'm the money hungry woman. I just want a stable situation to be in. If you say and that out that, loud, then that explains it. What? I don't want to look like some money-hungry woman, but I went through all this hell for a decade and a half before, and so I've kind of wounded, and in that wound, I'm, it makes me a little bit scared when I look over and see any kind of debt. makes me right. scared, and it's okay to say that. That doesn't mean you're weird. It actually just means you know who you are. Okay, good. And if you're not attractive to him, based on you having an authentic, open conversation about what has happened to you in your past and the uh, views and the values that that has given you to go forward, then you didn't find your guy. Right. Am I I wrong? He's been very open. He's been very open. I didn't say he was a liar. (laughs) And also, Susie, though, and tell me this. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. For, you know, we have a small portion of the U.S. population that follows the Ramsey plan, right? So majority of people out there don't. So I would be curious. Oh, it's, it's, it's huge, Rachel. If you would say to him, like, hey, this is the plan that I do. I don't believe in debt. Like, here are the things that I've done to not just protect myself, but a way to live with money. And you may find, Susie, possibly that he's like, oh, I've never thought. I thought you always had to have a car payment. And not that you're going in to rescue him, but he may have never even thought of a different way of living because nothing that you're saying is outrageous. A lot of people do 30-year mortgage. A lot of people have car loans. And again, it's not... Um, you might be his wake-up call. I don't want you to be his savior, no, but you I, might yeah, be his wake-up call. I don't call. want you to like go in and like, yes, then not. I don't want that mentality at all for you, Susie. But just through conversation, if he's a man of character and a man that's like, okay, I understand common sense. I totally get, Susie, why you're coming at it like this. That makes complete sense. And I've never thought about never having a car payment. Well, sure, if I got 240000 that you said he put down on a townhome, he's probably got money in the bank. He could write off the car, you know, pay off the car today. It's like no, he, he may just I, not no. even think through. Does that make sense? Like he may not even well, thought, he, think I, about I, this way. I think you misunderstood me that how... The house he bought was two hundred. The townhouse he bought was two hundred and fifty thousand, and he's got a thirty-year mortgage on it. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. But, but you don't. But we don't know how much money he has in the bank. No, I don't. But I don't think a lot. I don't either. <laughs> but, but, I, but, but, but you, you and I are both. You and I like are both guessing. Save Susie's relationship because I'm excited that you went on seven dates with him. Yeah, I want it to work for you, Susie. Yeah, I'm, really I'm not trying. trying to run him off. I'm just saying. I think. I, me too. I. I think you don't know enough because you've been afraid of how you're going to be perceived Percy, yes. when you be you. I want you to be well, real comfortable with being I, you because I've talked to you for just a few minutes and I really like you. Oh, thank you. And I have talked to him about the the last talk we had. I I told him the whole. St- I go. I think you need to hear my whole story, and this is why yeah. I have to ask. Yeah, you I went through bankruptcy when I was twenty eight. Rachel was a baby. I didn't know if I was going to be able to feed her. It scarred me for life. I don't borrow money, and if you don't like yeah, that about me, I'm okay with that. I'm still going to be me. 
but but you think like I just don't want to be. I mean, you think I was. You're not. It's been seven dates, to, Susie. If it was your first him. date and you're asking for his tax returns and four hundred one k status, like that would weird. be weird. That's weird. You're seven <laughs> dates in, and you guys are adults. Right. This is what you talk. I mean, you're not eighteen. And he and he was good with it. He was fine telling me all yeah, of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, nothing that he's doing so. is completely absurd. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's living right. a quote unquote very normal way of living, but that may not be up to your standards, Susie. If he doesn't want to change, then that is that would be that could be an issue. You know, eighteen conversations from now, not the next one. If he's saying. I'm going to stay in debt, and I think this is okay. I understand that you don't want to do that because of where you came from. Then you got to decide. But today, you don't have to make that decision. You just started the conversation. You're okay. You're okay. You're not out of line. And by the way, Rachel's saying he's not either at this stage. But now you do need to get lined up mm-hmm. before you put a ring on it, right? Well, yeah, I just, I always just envision myself at this age to find somebody that was established. I'm like, he is established. He's not doing drugs. He's not gambling. He doesn't beat his children. He is established. He's fine. (laughs) Well, I mean, seriously, his biggest sin is he's got a car payment. This guy's a winner. I mean, oh really? Think okay. about it. Dave Ramsey just said that. Well, I'm, I mean, you know, yeah, but that doesn't because we can get rid of the car payment. We can't get rid of a lack of character. Okay? Yes, that's it. That's that's the line. Well, that I know that's huge. He is a decent guy. He's a good, godly like man. You said earlier. I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with Rachel. I, but I, I don't think this is going to be one conversation. I think it's a gradual yeah. thing. You just keep talking about. This is who I am, and I, you're not ready to throw down an ultimatum today. Get rid of the car payment, or I'm gone. We're not doing that today. It's, it's yeah. not. But at some point, you guys do need to get aligned yes. before you start making it permanent. But it's it's okay. Seven more dates. Hello, you know. Let's just keep the door open. Keep yeah. talking. Keep walking. And if at some point he bows up, then you'll have to decide at that point. Do you, you know? Are you are you willing to engage? And you probably aren't, based on hearing you. But I don't think this guy's going to bow up. I don't hear it. In, I don't hear anything in here that is. So I may be wrong. I'd love to hear back how this uh, love story ends. I know, Susie. Update yeah. us. Yeah. Cheering we're, you on. We're not, we're not very good at matchmaking around here. So <laughs> if we actually score on one, it'd be nice to hear about. Yeah. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.